Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast with me, your host, Danny Kennedy, and you're listening to episode number 74. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today and giving me your attention. Um, Today's topic is going to be contest prep, and in particular, my contest prep, and just some tips and tricks that I can that I can give to you guys or anyone listening that is thinking of doing a comp prep to the lead up to a physique show, but also just to give the listeners, anybody who's interested, an idea into what goes into a comp prep. Um, I've been dieting now for 16 weeks, or I've been prepping for 16 weeks, I should say, so I wanted to go over my training, supplementation, my nutrition, my mindset, um, and just basically the plan of attack over the past 16 weeks to make sure that I came in this week for my first show of the year in the best shape that I possibly could because I know some people do find it interesting. I have documented this whole journey on my YouTube channel. You can go and check it out. Danny Kennedy Fitness is that channel. Please do subscribe. I'm putting out a vlog every single day, guys. Um, And don't forget to sign up to my free email newsletter, which you can do at dannykennedyfitness.com. Heaps of other free content there, but let's get stuck into today's show. All right, so 16 weeks ago, I decided, or I decided before then, but I started my journey to the stage for 2017. Um, So the first thing I wanted to basically mention is going into this prep I really was in a really good mental state because I just come off two years in a calorie surplus and that's something that's really important to mention is I took the time to really grow. Um, I think a lot of people get caught in the trap of yo-yo dieting where you're trying to get lean and then you go into a bulk. You're trying to get lean and go into a bulk. Now, as an at- a natural athlete and especially someone that's a little bit younger, these are kind of my prime years to really grow muscle. Um, and as a natural, it's hard to grow muscle compared to obviously somebody that's enhanced and using um, pharmaceutical drugs and whatnot. So I decided to take the two years to grow in between my last show and now. Um, in that time period, I gradually increased my calorie intake into a calorie surplus. So I was eating more than I was expending in terms of energy, um, in terms of calories. I was focusing on getting stronger. I was getting in some really good training blocks. It was really consistent. I did do a few other things along the way, like I did a half marathon. I had a little bit of an issue with my shoulder at one stage, so that limited my chest training a little bit. Um, But in that period, you know, I was able to obviously enjoy life and things that you can, I, I obviously always enjoy life, but enjoy things that didn't require me to be eating in a calorie deficit. I was able to build up my metabolism again because after my last prep, after a dieting phase, guys, an extended period in a calorie deficit, your metabolism does drop um, and it does drop a fair bit. So it took time to build that back up and to be all, to, you know, to be perfectly honest, it took approximately six to eight months to get back to normal after my last prep because I did three shows that year. Um, and looking back on it, I kind of wish I didn't because it did take so long to get back to the point where I was at a healthy state with my metabolism. I was gaining muscle and I was feeling really good eating a lot of food. Anyway, so I finished my, I guess, bulking phase or calorie surplus phase, eating between 3,500 and 4,000 calories. I really wasn't pushing it too hard this time around in terms of bumping the calories right up. I wanted to stay relatively lean, just made sure I was you know, taking in more energy than I was burning gaining muscle, gaining strength, and as long as I was doing that, I was all good. So 
16 weeks out from this show, which I'm competing in this week. I started my prep. Um, this time round, guys, I was working with two coaches, Haley and Damo from da- Dynamic Body Labs. Um, uh, some of you are probably thinking, why would I work with a coach if I'm a coach myself? And, you know, I coach people through nutrition. And that's probably a good question, but I think. You know, everybody needs a coach. Even you know, even the best athletes in the world still have a coach. So if you think of it like that, it's it's accountability, it's taking the stress away, and it's also learning. You know, these guys, Damo and Haley, are, are amazing at what they do, and I know that they follow very similar principles to what I do, which was which gave me the confidence that they were going to really do a good job, and I could just relax because it was basically what I was doing anyway. But they brought a few new things to the table. Um, it was really enjoyable to work with these guys, and I'm still working with them now. Um, but the main thing is, is I've learnt things along the way, but it's also taken away a lot of the stress, especially at this time when it's nearly comp day, and I can just sit back follow a plan, relax, and um, it's been fantastic. So that was the initial decision. Um, But going into this, I was really motivated to get in the best shape that I possibly could, but not rush. So we had a few ideas in mind in terms of what shows I was going to do. But I just said to myself and I said to them that if I'm not ready, then I won't compete because I, I, you know, my YouTube series is called Chasing the Physique. And that's exactly what this prep was. I wanted to achieve a certain physique, a certain look, and it wasn't dependent on a show or you know winning trophies, or, you know, a plastic trophy, and getting um, you know basically labelled as you know first, second, third, fourth, fifth, last, whatever it may be, um, off someone else's opinion. Even though I am extremely motivated to compete this weekend and do really well, obviously I want to win. Um, my happiness and my kind of success and achievements is not based off someone else's opinion. So I wanted to achieve a physique. I was so motivated going into it and I was ready to go. I was fully committed and that's what you have to do. You have to be fully committed going into something like this because it is hard. It's only going to get harder as you go. And if you're not fully committed, then one, you're not going to do a great job, but also two, it's just going to seem 10 times harder than what it actually is. So going into it, I didn't have the end goal, you know, I obviously had the end goal in mind to an extent, but I wasn't doing everything to get there as quickly as possible. I was taking my time, making sure I ticked off all the boxes each and every single day that were necessary for me to get to where I wanted to be, and then we took our time. We just put the the strategies in place to get from point A to point B, but there was a lot of a lot of boxes along the way that needed to be ticked, and I just really enjoyed the process and um, enjoyed the whole journey of getting from around about 13% body fat down to where I am now, which, you know, I haven't done percentage body fat. I've been doing skin folds, but I would imagine, guys, that they are, I would say I'd be around about, at the moment, I'd be about 6%. And, you know, that can vary a lot, but it's extremely lean. My skin folds are very, very low at the moment, over eight sites, and it's been really good. Okay, so initially with my calories, we still kept them high. The way that my macronutrients and calorie intake has been structured throughout this whole prep has been dependent on my training. So on leg days, my protein and carbohydrates were slightly higher, and my, so, which meant my calories were higher. On training days, macros stayed the same, and then I had one rest day a week for the whole prep. So I was training six days a week with one rest day in there, and macros and you know calories were substantially lower 
on those days because I wasn't expending as much energy. That's not something that I've done in the past, but it was good. Um, it was a different way to what I would usually have done it, but that's why I did it is because I wanted to pick up new things along the way and it's obviously worked extremely well. So um, I think roughly, guys, like going back, which is off, my, off the back the top of my head, sorry, carbohydrates started at like 450 or 470 or something like that. Fat's always been on the lower end, so um, I think we started fats at around about 60 or 70, um, and protein stayed very similar. So I was focusing on getting high biological value protein with all of my meals. So the way my meals were structured, um, and this did chop and change. You know, I still followed flexible dieting to an extent. Uh, well, I did follow flexible dieting, but it was a little bit more structured just so we could really see how my body responded and it was very dependent on my training. So making sure I'm getting the most out of my training um, by planning my nutrition. So I would have a meal in the morning, which was high in carbohydrates, uh, moderate in protein and relatively high in fat. Throughout the day, I would have three meals that were all kind of similar macro breakdowns, um, moderate to high carbs, moderate protein and very low fat and then the last meal of the day would be moderate to high protein uh, moderate to high carb and then moderate to high fat as well Um, i would also have pre and intra workout carbohydrates which were coming from high gi carbs Uh, so my go-to sources for those carbohydrates were usually either lollies or fruit juice so we started out the prep with 60 grams of carbohydrates pre-workout 60 grams intra-workout and by the end of the prep that has dropped down now to 30 pre and 30 intra. Um, The theory behind having the carbohydrates intra-workout is to make sure that my energy levels are sustained throughout the session because my sessions were very large. Um, We wanted to make sure that I wasn't dropping off. I was getting the most out of my strength sessions and I think it did really help. I've always gone with high GI carbs before I work out but I've never really played around too much with having carbs intra-workout unless there's something in my amino acids that I'm using. Um, but anyway, that's how we had it structured. And then also on leg days, I would have a casein shake before bed, just a slower release protein. Um, I'll go over quickly what my kind of macros finished at before we started peak week. So by the end of prep on a leg day, uh, my carbohydrates were 370 grams per day. My fats were 50 and my protein was about 200. On a normal training day, my carbohydrates were 340. Protein was around about that 200 again and fats were down to 50 or 55. I think it was 50. And then on a rest day, uh, the carbs were very low or relatively low for me anyway. They were 230, uh, 230 carbs, sorry. Protein still up around 180, 200 and fats were at 50. So that's right at the end. That's over the span of 16 weeks. And I literally, you know, that's probably taking a step a little bit too quickly, but I literally made, let's say, I think it was three maximum of four changes to my nutrition in 16 weeks. And I didn't make one change up until probably around six weeks out from my competition, which is just unreal, guys. And the reason for that is because we just let... We had time on our side for starters. 16 weeks is a good amount of time and I was already relatively lean. But when I plateaued, we didn't panic. We didn't drop calories and macros straight away. We just let it ride out for a little bit and then usually I would break that plateau and things would kickstart again. Fat loss would kickstart. And then eventually once we got to the point where I was just plateauing for more than kind of three weeks, 
we then made a change to nutrition and it was a very small change. We just shaved a few carbohydrates from breakfast, shaved a few from the intra and pre-workout carbs and that was it. And then we did that same thing again a few weeks later when I stalled and then that's it guys. It's been very simple. Um, some of the food sources I guess you guys might find interesting for carbohydrates, I've really stuck to similar stuff that... I spent a month in LA throughout this prep as well, which is another thing to add in there, which helped a lot. Uh, a lot of people probably thought that it was going to make it harder because while I was in the States, but if anything, it was easier. So while I was there, my food sources were very varied. I was trying different foods. Obviously, America has some really cool stuff. So I was fitting some stuff into my macros that I haven't been doing in Australia. Um, I also had to have a few meals on the go and, you know, schedules a bit thrown off a few days if I was out all day or I was traveling for a full day and whatnot so as long as I hit my macros I was fine I wasn't stressed at all um, you know it was, it was just it was easy it was easy initially it was hard to get back into being so strict with tracking my macros while I was in my off season and in a surplus I was very loose with my tracking so I would make sure I hit a protein intake a calorie intake at least so I hit a, a minimum amount of calories and then my carbohydrates and fats were basically made up with whatever I want. There wasn't a specific ratio or set macros that I was hitting. So getting back to tracking the macros was a bit tough for the first week or two. But guys, I've been doing this for so long that it, that it becomes relatively easy. So I just got straight back into it and we started making progress. And it was really, really awesome. Like I'm really happy with how easy it was up until you know, literally probably four weeks out from my competition. Like, this is no word of a lie. It did not feel like I was prepping, especially when I was in the States. But even here, it was definitely harder to prep while I was in Australia than what it was in the States because I work such big hours and I'm on my feet all the time um, and I'm just out all day. It makes it a lot harder to, one, prep my meals, but two, just I expend more energy, I think. And not even that, it's just a lot more stress. So my cortisol levels are higher. Um, I just get hungrier quicker. When I'm at, in at work, guys, I get hungry so quick. It's crazy. So, uh, But I made very minimal changes. So the carbohydrate sources I mainly stuck to. At breakfast, I was having oats with some berries, honey. Um, what else? I was using sugar-free syrup, um, which is only a very small amount of carbohydrates, if any. And then they're the main carbohydrate sources I was having at breakfast. Initially, at the start of prep, I was having um, wholemeal and toast. Um, at my meals in the middle of the day, I either stuck with potato, especially spud light towards the end of training, but early on it was sweet potato, um, or rice. Um, so usually long grain white rice or basmati rice. And then also, sorry, at the start, I was using soba noodles a lot. I was using them a lot. Um, and also getting carbs from my fibrous veggies. I had a lot of veggies and salad throughout prep. With dinner, the carbohydrate sources were very much the same. It was either rice or potato, um, sometimes using wholemeal bread if I was going to make up my own burger or, or anything like that. And I was still fitting things into my macros, guys, like ice cream very regularly, very, very regularly. I was having ice cream, especially when I was in the States, is fitting it into my macros and making sure it worked. As I mentioned, my pre and intra carbs were either lollies or fruit juice. Um, and I just varied up my food sources whenever I felt like it. For protein, at breakfast, initially it was eggs. It then moved to some Greek yogurt with whey protein. Um, they were the main sources for throughout the middle of the day and dinner. Um, I would either have, you know, I was 
having whey protein. I had protein bars when I needed to. Then most of the time it was either kangaroo or chicken breast, um, skinless chicken breast, and then also having my casein shake. Uh, I did mix it up a little bit. Had some steak from every now and then, some bits of other lean beef, some fish, uh, and they were the main sources with fats, like in terms of actual direct fat or um, or something that's an actual fat source, a primary fat source. I was just having peanut butter, very rarely having cooking oils. Um, I had some mixed nuts initially. I was having having mixed nuts. And that's pretty much it, really. Like, I was just getting trace fats from other foods, like my meats and, and stuff like that, and my carbs. But that's been it with nutrition. And peak week, it, I, could go, I could go on about peak week all day, but for, to go into detail about that, just go to my YouTube channel and watch my vlogs. I've been vlogging every single day um, and going into great deal about peak week and the changes I've been making and what's been happening with nutrition and training and everything. So just go and check that out because it does go into a bit more detail. But all in all, I followed flexible dieting, gradually decreased my calorie intake, um, kept my calories as high as possible, really structured my meals around training, and that's how I got the most out of my nutrition. With training, it's been very simple. I've done no cardio, uh, apart from a handful of sessions I did in LA at Runyon Canyon just because it's so amazing there. Um, But I've done no cardio at all. I've been doing strength training six days per week. I've been training each muscle group twice and just focusing on getting stronger throughout the whole prep. Now, up until around about the five to six weeks out mark, I was getting stronger on pretty much every single lift every single week. As I've gotten lighter, as my body weight's gotten lighter, I have dropped off in strength in most pushing exercises. So things like squats, bench press, overhead press. But all my pulling exercises like deadlifts, rows, pull-ups, all that type of stuff, they've all actually gotten stronger throughout prep. And that was the main focus. I'd go into the gym, try and get stronger, get the most out of my session, expend the most energy in the gym and not do cardio. And I think that's helped me, one, you know, stay a lot more motivated and keep more energy levels. Um, and two, it stayed, I've stayed so much fuller in my actual muscle bellies. I look a lot fuller now. I haven't gotten really flat towards the end of tra- or towards the end of prep which I have in the past when I've been doing a little bit more cardio and I don't usually do much at all, like probably maximum three sessions per week in previous preps and they're all hit sessions. So this time around to do none has just been great. It's a lot less stressful, obviously less time consuming and I feel as though my physique looks so much better. Um, and you guys know I've talked about on this podcast, cardio does not equal fat loss, okay? Energy expenditure equals fat loss, um, calories in versus calories out being in a negative energy balance that's what causes fat loss and it's consistency after that and that's what we've done and it's worked extremely well in terms of supplements um the main ones i've been sticking to is multivitamin uh magnesium oil from salt lab magnesium oil spray that's the one i use and it's amazing it's so good you spray it on your stomach before bed you sleep really well you wake up feeling really fresh um, and that's I highly rate that product. I've been using pre-workout supplements most of the time. That's just something that I've always done. It's not for everyone, but I do enjoy a pre-workout supplement. Um, the best one I used throughout the whole prep was Ghost Legend. Um, that's what I got in the States. I bought a couple of tubs of that. Um, and also Swift, um, the Swift pre-workout as well, which I'll talk about soon. Whey protein, I've been using whey protein throughout the whole prep. 
I've used Swift Recharge, so Swift Supplements Recharge Hydrolyzed Whey Protein. That's what I've been using, either the chocolate or honeycomb flavor. Really, really good. While I was in the States, I also used the Ghost um, the Ghost Whey Protein as well. Um, the best flavor I had there was peanut butter cereal milk. Absolutely amazing. In terms of quality of protein, the Swift Protein is definitely the highest quality of protein that I've been using. Um, and taste-wise, it's a you know, it's a solid 10 out of 10. Um, the Ghost was kind of just something that I wanted to try for a while, and it was really bloody good, actually. So those are my two favorites there. I've been using branched-chain amino acids. Uh, the two brands that I've been using the whole time is Swift, again, and also EHP Labs. Uh, they're beyond BCAs. Um, I've stuck with five grams of creatine every single day throughout prep. I don't load it. I don't cycle it. I just stick with five grams every day, even if it's not a training day. I've been using acetyl-L-carnitine for probably eight of the 16 weeks. First thing in the morning on an empty stomach, just one serve. And that's it for my supplements. You know, like it's obviously still a decent list, but there's nothing crazy in there, there's not, there's nothing that's, um, there's no magic pills or potions that are trying to lose fat. It's all the basic things that I know work, and that's what I've stuck to. And I did just want to give a shout out to Swift Supplements because they have been supporting me, um, and anybody that supports me, guys, I'm more than happy to support and and try and help where I can because I like to give value back. I don't like to just take. So they've been really good. Go and check out their website, um, swifthighperformance.com.au. I'll put the link in my um, in the show notes. They have some great products. They are extremely high quality. They stick to the, the very basic products, so the whey protein, as I mentioned, hydrolyzed whey, the branched-chain amino acids, and then also a pre-workout supplement. So go and check them out. Um, with the creatine, I have just been using creatine monohydrate um, from basically any brand that I feel like picking up. I've gone through probably two or three different brands there and multivitamin the same, just whatever. I did also use a sleep product for a while. I haven't got any left at the moment, but I was using, um, oh, what is it called? I think it's Fight Fit or Fight Fuels or something like that. Um, I will. I'll put the link in the show notes because they they hooked me up and guys they were they were really really good um, in terms of communicating with me and also giving me a product to try out which I loved and I, no word of a lie I loved their product and I do need to get it again. Um, the sleep product was called Lights Out and I cannot recommend it any higher. So I'll put that in the show notes as well. My mindset throughout this whole prep has just been enjoy each day. Um, take each day as it comes don't try and fast forward the progress just make sure that I'm ticking off the boxes each and every single day in terms of how I was measuring progress I was taking progress photos I was doing my weekly average weight so to do that just take your weight every single morning on an empty stomach first thing when you wake up and then get your average at the end of the week I was also doing eight site skin fold tests um the start of the whole prep, uh, my first eight site skin fold was, I believe it was 50. So that's 50 millimeters of fat over eight sites. Um, it's currently around 25 millimeters. So it's pretty much halved, which is pretty insane. Um, and, and it's something else I could probably mention is my water. I've just kept water really, really high the whole time and just drank when I'm thirsty. I 
tend to have to go to the bathroom a lot so there's days where I haven't drank as much just because it's just inconvenient to go to the bathroom all the time um, but other than that guys I've just smashed the water but this prep's been awesome um, some other things to mention is the communication with my coaches and the accountability has been great so I check in with them every single week via video call um, I've had obviously great support from my friends and family my housemate Isaac my girlfriend Samantha my parents my brother sister like everyone people that I work with my clients it's been awesome um, and that has made it a lot easier um, the trip to LA as I mentioned which helped me a shitload in terms of making progress I think it was very highly due to the fact that my cortisol levels were lower so my stress levels were very low um, I was training in the heat every day I was, I was smashing my sessions I was so made, motivated I was nailing my nutrition I was sleeping more and sleep and cortisol just play such a big role in fat loss and it's something that I'm really kind of aware of now which I already was before but until I saw the real real effects of it I probably didn't take it as seriously as I should and it's really opened my eyes to how important both of those are but um guys that's basically that's basically all I can tell you about my prep it's been 16 weeks I've got another three weeks after this and then I'll begin the reverse diet which I've spoke about on the podcast before but I will document that and go into greater detail um, about that at a later date Um, I also wanted to just give a shout out to a couple of other brands that are also supporting me at the moment and um, and they have allowed me to give you guys a code to get 10% off their products. So if you feel like using it, then awesome. If you don't want to use it, then that's fine as well. But I'm just going to quickly run through those now. So the first one is Athletican, They're the first Australian-made sneaker. Really cool. They currently have one shoe out and it's just going nuts like they are selling out as soon as they launch it it's a triple black color go and check them out check them out on instagram at athletican with a k a t h l e t i k a n they are also launching a a white pair coming soon which is just going to be epic they look unreal i've seen them in person they're really cool Um, but if you use my code djk sorry dk10 so that code is dk10 I'll put the link down below in the show notes. You'll get 10% off um, your pair of shoes. I would highly recommend checking them out, even if you just go and have a browse. The other one is Uncle Jack watches. Uh, if you have seen them before, they are very minimalistic but stylish, stylistic watches, um, which I've loved for such a long time. I just love that minimal look, the basic look. Uh, they have some sick sick designs coming out um, and already out as well so go and check out those guys so that's uncle jack watches if you use my code djk fitness 10 you'll get 10 percent off your watch there as well so go and check those guys out but i just wanted to thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast um, and always tuning in please subscribe if you haven't already um, leave a review guys if you have liked today's episode or any of the previous ones because it does help me rank a lot higher in itunes which means I can reach more people. So leave a review, um, leave a rating of the podcast, and please do subscribe. Tell your friends. uh, Even if you take a screenshot, guys, of the screen at the moment and put it on your Instagram story or your Snapchat, something like that, that'd be fantastic. I would really, really appreciate it. Hope you've got a lot out of today's episode. If you do have any questions, just send me an email at danny at dannykennedyfitness.com. I'm also taking on new 
online clients at the moment, I've opened up a new coaching group called the Flexible Dieting Coaching Group, which you can find in the programs section on my website, dannykennedyfitness.com. Again, thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you're having a fantastic day and I'll chat to you guys in next week's episode of the podcast.